What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Sports Talk Buffalo. I'm your host, Drew. Thank you for making me part of your week. In this upcoming episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about the NFL canceling its preseason among the pandemic, and also I'm going to get into the battle that rages on on Twitter as to whether Josh Allen is a good quarterback or a bad quarterback. Which camp are you in? I'll tell you my opinion about it in this upcoming episode. Before we jump into this episode, I just wanted to take a quick time out to say thank you to everyone who listens to me and continues to listen to me on a weekly basis. Remember, if you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe to me on the listening platform of your choice and leave me a good thumbs up rating so that more people can find out about this podcast. Also, if you like this podcast, do not underestimate the word of mouth. Make sure you tell your friends, you tell your family to give me a listen because they might also like what they hear. You can hear me on any of the major podcasting websites, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, right here on Anchor. You can follow me on Twitter at SportstalkBuff1. That's SportstalkBuff1 on Twitter. You can also email me at SportstalkBuffalo at Yahoo.com. Once again, thank you for listening. Now let's get on with the rest of the episode. All right, let's kick off this episode by talking about the NFL and how they canceled the entirety of the preseason among this pandemic. There have been a lot of back and forth discussions between the NFL and the NFL Players Association as to how many, if any, preseason games should be played and whether or not how long or how long training camp should be and things of that nature. And I believe the games went from four to two and now eventually zero. They have completely cut out the preseason altogether. And that's pretty big news considering that over the past multiple years, essentially, there have been a growing number of concerns about the length of the preseason. Now, the preseason has been four games long ever since 1978 when the uh, NFL moved from 14 games to 16 games, a 16-game season. Before that, from 1970 to 1977, the NFL actually played six preseason games and 14 regular season games. Now, I don't know why they played so many exhibition games essentially early on in the NFL. I'm sure it was just kind of a an experimental thing. But when they finally seemingly got it down correctly with the four preseason games, it has not changed since, and there have been a lot of rumblings lately that from the players and fans alike that it is potentially too long. What camp are you in? Is the preseason too long? Should it be cut down from four games to maybe three games or two games? Because essentially, a lot of the starters, they don't really play. I'm going to tell you my opinion about it. I believe if it's not broke, don't fix it. The NFL has been running this way since 1978, and they have become the most successful pro league in the entirety of the United States of America. That's football, basketball, hockey, soccer. They are the mo- baseball. They are the most successful professional league 
in the United States of America. So why would you change a formula that continues to work and makes the league tons of money? I'm, I just don't understand why you would want to change that. Yes, I understand there is a substantial risk for injury. You could potentially get one of your star players hurt uh, for essentially nothing, no reason. But that's kind of the, the tr- I don't know, the trade-off, I guess. But that could happen at any moment. That could happen in practice. So should you say, like, we can't practice because, you know, our, our star players may get hurt. Maybe he'll tear an ACL in practice because he cuts the wrong way or what what have you. Things like that happen. Football is a violent game, and you shouldn't limit the amount of preseason games and the opportunities for young guys and rookies to really get in-game action, and backups for that matter, to really get in-game action simply because you're afraid that something might happen during a game. If you play scared during a game that it might happen, in my experience, if you play scared as if something might happen, chances are it's going to happen because you're not going to play the same way that you normally do. You might not uh, do the same things you normally do, which have kept you healthy for all you know your, your career, and you might end up actually hurting yourself by doing things a little bit differently, something that your body is not quite used to. As I said, I'm in the camp of if it's not broke, don't fix it. And here are some of the reasons why I believe if it's not broke, don't fix it. It helps teams with new players get reps in live game action and helps teammates gel together. Now, this season should actually benefit the Buffalo Bills as they have the most, the highest percentage of returning snaps from the previous year. So no preseason actually benefits the Buffalo Bills, in my opinion, as their guys have already had a substantial amount of time to get used to each other and gel together, and other teams may not have that same ability, and it may it may take them a little bit longer to be able to do that. Another reason why is it helps, as I stated earlier, it helps backups and rookies get live game action. For backups, it's it's absolutely invaluable to get live game reps because if somebody goes down in front of you, you need to be able to step in and perform your job at the highest level. That might be your only opportunity in your career to become a starter if somebody in front of you goes down. So why would you not want to take those reps in live game action so that you are at your tippy top peak performance if something should happen? Also for the rookies, These guys are battling for roster spots. So, of course, rookies are going to want to play in the preseason. You're going to have guys from rounds four, five, six, and seven who are potentially battling for roster spots. They need all the in-game action that they can get. They need all of the game film that they can get. And honestly, as I start or as I started to get more and more into the NFL, the more and more I really started to enjoy the preseason. I started to enjoy the position battles. I started to enjoy watching to see who did what and really following closely as, you know, this year for the Buffalo Bills, it's going to be the wide receivers in my opinion. I think you're going to have Gabriel Davis and Isaiah Hodgins really have to battle it out with guys like Isaiah McKenzie and Duke Williams to become the guys in the, you know, to become the guys in the Buffalo Bills locker room and maybe super, uh, uh, 
supersede those guys to kind of jump over them in the depth chart. Not having a preseason for guys like that is going to really, really hurt these guys uh, potentially in the long run. Maybe these guys don't even make the team because the Buffalo Bills and their training staff don't have the opportunity to see these guys in live game action with NFL speed at this level. That could be a huge factor as to whether or not some of these guys end up making the team. And the last thing that I wanted to talk about, of course, this is something that's not going to matter to the players, but I'm follow me here for a minute. It helps generate revenue, right? If you take away preseason games and you don't add any regular season games, it's going to bring in less revenue. Less revenue means a lower salary cap number every single year. And a lower salary cap every single year means that players are going to get paid less money. Now, if players can actually look through that and see that, you know, the star players are going to be paid less money simply because the cap is not going to keep continuing or continue to rise at the level that it has been year after year uh, in the NFL. It's seemingly every single year there's a new position that has the highest paid player in the NFL history or or what have you because these these contracts keep becoming more and more um, in, in tense, insane, crazy amount of money, essentially, is what I'm trying to say if I didn't stutter along that whole thing. But you look at Pat Mahomes, he signed a $450 million deal. If you don't have games like the preseason, maybe he's not able to sign for quite as much money. Now, that's, it sounds stupid, you know, to say that, but it, it is the reality. Maybe guys like Pat Mahomes still get paid, but then guys in the second tier and third tier are not going to get paid as much money because the, the teams aren't bringing in as much revenue. So the teams are not going to be able to afford to pay players at that high rate. So now player salaries are going to eventually start to go down. So those are some of the reasons why I think that the NFL preseason is very important. And the more you get into the position battles of the team that you are cheering for, the more interesting your preseason is going to be, the more fun you are going to have. And the games don't mean anything. So it's, it, you know, essentially you're not watching whether the team wins or loses. You're watching to see who does what and how good they do it. That is the fun part of the preseason. No other league has fans that complain quite as much about the preseason, the NBA, the NHL, the MLB. No no other league really has fans that, that complain as much as the NFL fans about the preseason. So my opinion, again, if it's not broke, don't fix it. The NFL is doing absolutely fantastic things right now. They continue to grow bigger and bigger year after year after year. So why would you want to change something that has worked since 1978 and helped propel you to being one of or propel you to being the best pro sports league in the entire United States of America? That's going to do it for this segment. Stick around in the next segment where we're going to talk about which Josh Allen camp are you in? Is Josh Allen straight booty cheeks or is Josh Allen a franchise quarterback? You're not going to want to miss that discussion. Stick around. All right, let's jump right into segment number two. And I am going to ask you, which camp are you in? This is 
seemingly a battle that I hear over and over and well, not hear, but see over and over and over again on social media is Josh Allen straight up booty cheeks. Can he not hit the broadside of a barn? Or does he have pinpoint accuracy? He is the savior of the Buffalo Bills, and he is their next Jim Kelly. It seems like there's only one of two camps that you can really fit into, and I ask you the question, which one are you? For me, I got to tell you, this answer seems kind of like a cop-out, but I'm in between them both. I don't think Josh Allen is straight-up booty cheeks. I don't think he's absolute trash bags. I don't think he is garbage. He has far exceeded my expectations, and I'm embarrassed to tell you who the guy I thought would be better a better quarterback was. You guys can listen to previous episodes to find that crap out. But Josh Allen has far exceeded expectations of analysts, of fans, and of probably owners and players alike. Josh Allen has exceeded expectations. So is he a franchise guy? Is he the guy? Is he going to be absolutely tremendous, amazing, the next Jim Kelly? I got to tell you, I'm unsure. I'm still unsure. He's only got two years in the league. He is like 15 and 12 as a starter. I believe something like that would be five and six. 15 and... 12. 15 and 12 as a starter. Sorry, I had to do math there for a second. He is 15 and 12 as a st- as a starting quarterback. But again, that's just not enough games to really evaluate him as a quarterback. There's a lot of positive things that he has done uh, from year one to year two, but there's also still things that you should be concerned about. Now, I understand everyone's going to look, or at least the, the national analysts, the talking heads, they always talk about completion percentage, completion Completion percentage, completion percentage. His first year, he was throwing to nobodies, guys that couldn't even make most rosters in the NFL. So yes, he struggled. He did not get uh, a very, he did not have a very high completion percentage. He did not have a good offensive line. So he was running for his life on most occasions every time he dropped back to pass. And that is a lot of the reasons why maybe he well, he didn't look that great in his first year. Again, I think he far exceeded expectations as a rookie coming in. They did didn't really expect him to play. Nathan Peterman didn't work out. They traded away A.J. McCarron. So Josh Allen was the only guy left on the roster that could play for the Buffalo Bills. He jumped in there and he did an admirable job going five and six as the starting quarterback. Now, like I said, there are some very, very encouraging things. His yards per game went from 172 yards per game to 193 from year one to year two. His completion percentage went up six points from 52.8 to 58.8. He doubled his amount of passing touchdowns, and he threw less interceptions. He also had five game-winning drives, according to ProFootballFocus.com. He seemingly, and he seemingly has the, what you would call, it factor, quote, end quote. He has the it factor, the thing that you can't really define, but you can see it on the field. He he just seemingly wins games when he needs to win games. Now, I thought that if you go back and you really watch the Houston game, people are going to, you know, whoever listens to this, they might say, well, he didn't win the Houston game. Uh, you know, for the Buffalo Bills. He played a great game in that game. He didn't fall apart aside from that one really stupid lateral that he had. He was still making big-time plays, and he put the Buffalo Bills in a position to kick a field goal to potentially win the game 
in his first ever playoff start, aside from that absolutely garbage trash bag of a call of a blindside block, which completely robbed the Buffalo Bills of potentially their first playoff win since 1995, I believe, Josh Allen played a really, really strong game in that game. That being said, there are some things that you sh- that are still a bit discouraging for Josh Allen. And that I did mention he did throw for 193 yards per game. And that is a big jump from the previous year. But he only threw for 193 yards per game in a passing league, mind you. He finished 23rd in the league in passing yards. 23rd. Now, yes, I know it's just about wins and losses, but if you if the Buffalo Bills defense seemingly flounders. I don't know if they will or not. They seemingly have gotten better this year than they were last year, and they were a number three defense overall last year. But if that defense has a bad game, it doesn't appear that Josh Allen, at least last year, had the ability to be able to bring the Buffalo Bills back. The Bills were one of the, I think they only had like, they were in the 20s in terms of offensive rankings for points, yards, touchdowns, things like that. The Buffalo Bills did not have a very prolific offense. Now, if the Buffalo Bills have a top five defense and even an average offense, let's say 15, if the Buffalo Bills have a top 15 offense, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And I think that, of course, that doesn't all fall on Josh Josh Allen's shoulders. That's going to fall on Dable and the Buffalo Bills coaching staff and, you know, his teammates to make plays for him. Of course, of course, that is what's going to happen. But Josh Allen is the captain of that ship, and it all is going to essentially end up falling on his shoulders. Now, another thing that is a little concerning is Josh Allen led the Buffalo Bills to just 56.52 TD percentage in the red zone. In the red zone. And that was in the, I think that ranked them number 18 in the league as far as red zone conversion goes, that's not going to be good enough for the Buffalo Bills to continuously win games. You cannot rely on your defense game in and game out. They're going to have off days, and you have to be able to rely on your what you hope is your stud quarterback to win these games. Now, the Bills lost a lot of close games last year. You know, New England, things like that. They did lose a lot of close games, but... If your offense is better, they're not close games. Those are wins, essentially, because your defense played well enough to win almost all of these games and against Baltimore, against New England twice. The defense played well enough to win, but the offense just didn't play well enough to win those games, essentially. The offense let the defense down in those games, and that is a huge thing moving forward. That's going to be a very big thing for the Buffalo Bills. And it doesn't it doesn't seem like those concerns fell on deaf ears because the Buffalo Bills really addressed their offensive side in the draft and in a monster trade in the offseason. Now, the Buffalo Bills added, of course, everyone already knows this, they added Stephon Diggs via trade, which is a fantastic trade for the Buffalo Bills and for the Minnesota Vikings, by the way. The Minnesota Vikings got a decent haul for Stephon Diggs, a player who has stated he didn't even want to be there. The Bills went out in the fourth round and drafted wide receiver Gabriel Davis. 
They drafted in the third round for the second year in a row a running back, Zach Moss. They have the emergence of Dawson Knox at tight end, who, if he is more consistent, is going to be an absolute force in the NFL. He can't be covered by linebackers. He's too big and strong for DBs. He is going to be an absolute nightmare matchup for the other team, and I think the Buffalo Bills should really try to exploit that and hope that Dawson Knox can be a more consistent player this year. This is going to be the year, in my opinion. This is the year that we're going to see if Josh Allen is the guy that we all hope he is. Again, this is just my opinion. You look at all the things that they added, you have continuity, you have Brian Dable for the third year in a row, you have your offensive line, all of them coming back. Now, that were they a great offensive line the year before? No, they weren't. They weren't bad, though. You have all them coming back. You have your starting running back in Devin Singletary. You have your, your, your 1B in Zach Moss. You went out. You got a number one wide receiver in Stephon Diggs. You still have John Brown. You still have Cole Beasley. You have a Dawson Knox going into his second year who, if he is more consistent, is going to be a force. You have guys like Gabriel Davis that you brought in and potentially even Isaiah Hodgins who are going to be those red zone threats, those big guys, the the guys with big catch radiuses that are going to help Josh Allen in the red zone, along with Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs has uh, tremendous... Um, a catch radius and contest- he he just comes down with contested catches so that's going to do nothing but help Josh Allen so this is the year I don't think there's any more excuses for Josh Allen if Josh Allen doesn't throw for uh, a decent amount of yards I'm not going to put a number on it at this point if he doesn't throw for a decent amount of yards if he doesn't throw for a decent amount of touchdowns and if he doesn't win games I think you have to start looking at potentially drafting another quarterback to come in here and maybe fight for the starting position with Josh Allen. And that's my opinion simply because you have now had three full years in the same system with upgraded weapons year after year after year. And if he does not take that next step, we may have seen the ceiling for Josh Allen. I hope that that is not the ceiling. He looks like he has a monumental amount of potential that he could hit in his career. And I hope he hits it because the Buffalo Bills and their fans need a winner like no other. It was fun to watch the Buffalo Bills last year. They were in every game. They went 10-6. and And it was fun to watch them in the playoffs. It was. It wasn't like a couple years when Tyrod Taylor was the quarterback of the Bills and they eked into the play, you know, they backed into the playoffs and then they, it was like the worst playoff game I've ever seen in my life when they lost 10 to three to Jacksonville and Tyrod Taylor couldn't even muster a hundred yards passing in that game. That was pitiful, but I really, really hope Josh Allen is the guy. I hope he is able to take another giant step forward. Like I said, in my opinion, if he is not able to take another giant step forward, then I think in the following drafts, the Buffalo Bills might need to think about, maybe not pull the trigger, maybe they give him another year, but I I think they need to start thinking about potentially bringing somebody in to upgrade the quarterback position. Because the Buffalo Bills have 
such a talented roster right now, they're in win-now mode. And if they, if Josh Allen doesn't take the next step, he might be the missing piece that make the Bills not just a playoff team, but a championship-caliber team. And that's something to look forward to going into this season. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. I want to remind you that if you like what you hear, make sure you tell your friends and family about this podcast. Let them know they can hear me on any of the major podcasting websites, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, right on my anchor page. Let them know they can follow me on Twitter at SportsTalkBuff1. That's SportsTalkBuff1 on Twitter. They can email me at either of my email addresses at sportstalkbuffalo at yahoo.com or sportstalkbuffalo at gmail.com. If you want to catch me directly, you can ask me questions. Let me know if you want anything, there's anything you want me to talk about or just interact with me, period. I check my emails regularly. I go on Twitter regularly. Let me know what you think about the Josh Allen debate. Let me know what you think about the preseason and let me know what you think about the show overall. Remember, Spread the word, and thank you guys for listening.